The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode of NFL History, Andrew and I discuss the life and career of Pat Tillman in continuation of our Military Service Month. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. We did it, Andrew. We did. Survived another week of football stuff and things. And uh, we made it to this episode, which I think uh, the, uh, he was originally in mind for when we uh, discussed doing this. I think he was one of the first names that came to mind for this for this month's theme uh, when we started discussing about doing it. So, Yeah, he he's... Definitely, I think what you think of because it's the most recent, it's the most recent uh, conflict, war, whatever you want to call it, out there. So that's, I think this is, if there was a poster boy today, this, it would be Pat Tillman for this type of category. I, I, I think it's appropriate. I, I really do. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to go through his life story today. Uh, I did have a brief news thing for if I'm sure many people listening to this know. Um, Kyler Murray, the uh, the drama is over for the time being. Kyler Murray signs a five-year extension worth up to $230 million, $160 million guaranteed, coming in at $46 million a year, roughly, give or take. So, Kyler Murray signed first, probably this is the most massive deal. I think that the Cardinals have issued out in some time, but I did want to let our, you know, listeners know that that is uh, something that happened, but, um, but what? When you just put that out there, I was like, have you ever worked with the guy that just got paid even though he didn't really do anything he was supposed to do yet, but got paid way too much. <laughs> yeah, he's it's it's so hard. And this is one of those things where where I uh agreed with Colin Cowherd that he makes them better. Yeah. Also, this thing is blowing up on the two point page, the 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 car video. Oh <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. It's one of those things. I understand. I understand, but I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I'm. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. It's. It's. He puts you in the best chance to win. You know, um, they could have locked him up a couple years ago or a year or so ago for a little bit cheaper, but they wanted to see him take him to the playoffs. So 
they waited, and now he's the second highest paid quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers. So, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Yeah, I guess it was like when Derek Carr got all that money, and then did I say Derek? Yes, Derek Carr. I would normally I say David. That's how old I am. Um, <laughs> and then Jimmy G got paid, and you're like, what did they do? I guess it's what the market dictates, right? And I don't. QBs are uh, the market is especially to have a, a decent one, even a halfway decent one. It's it's up there. It's up there. So, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things. Um, but let's get back. Yeah, that was really the only big news thing. A couple retro uniforms got uh, released. They're going to, uh, you know, use in October. But other than that, it's kind of where, yeah, that's like, where the news stands. Like I said yesterday on the, the episode when my daughter was like, did you see the new Giants throwbacks uniforms? Yeah. Yeah, I did. A lot. Growing up. But, <laughs> new. So, but I'm glad that people are psyched about them. They're cool. I, I mean, there's a lot of retro jerseys that I would like. So, yeah, I get it. Um, But all right. So that's it for news. Let's get into the main subject of today's show. Uh, Mr. Pat Tillman. Now, um, Andrew, you know, you being a military serviceman yourself, uh, when did you hear about Pat Tillman? When did you first discover uh, Pat the Tillman? Player or the, 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 the Army Ranger? I mean, uh, the, either or, really. The player, you know, just playing a game of Madden or something, and you just see him in the game. You might see him depending how far you go in the free agency or, you know, in the franchises in the free agency, you somebody to trade for, just kind of a guy on the roster. Uh, a little bit of a name. You know, this is when the Cardinals were not as good as the Kyler Murray Cardinals. So it was just kind of that guy on the roster and mostly probably was even on the uh yeah, I probably heard him a little bit, seen him a little bit in '98 because that was the year that they finally made the playoffs and beat the Cowboys. Oh yeah, so I yeah, that was his rookie year. I don't want to sound like an asshole, uh, but he was just kind of a guy, right? A guy, you know, a player that you heard his name, you knew of him, uh, you opened a pack of cards. There's a good chance he's in there. Right. That's was it. He was he was a decent good player. Yeah. And I don't want to yeah, I don't want to this episode because unfortunately Pat Tillman has become this centerpiece like uh you know for I I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too far, but almost like a martyr in a sense when it comes to political division about who should be honored, um, who's a real American, stuff like that. I don't want to get delve into that, but I do have to acknowledge that I don't know if the world would have really known who Pat Tillman, the football player was unless this incident, you know, ever occurred. That's, that's the same thing. That's the tragic thing. Um, you know, about all of this is, yeah, he was, you know, he was a seventh round pick, pick 226th. Um, 
you know, 340 tackles, three INTs, three forced fumbles, two and a half sacks in the National Football League in, in three seasons. Um, but the reason I think why we're doing this episode, one is because, again, he's, he's one of the first names that comes to mind. And two, uh, you know, he was actually. So I shouldn't say he was just another guy because he actually no. was offered a really good contract. We're going to. Uh, a, a pretty good contract for that time period. We're going to talk about that when we get to his, his brief pro career. Um, but he wanted to, uh, he, he wanted to uh, go and fight in the armed service, you know, armed forces. And it was, it was really, really admirable. It, this is something I talked about in the very first episode. You know, a lot of these guys, it's, it, it's so easy uh, to talk about it, but it's not easiest thing to be about it. Mm-hmm. And, man, when you're playing the NFL and money's as great as it is and, and all lies on you and it, it'd be hard. It's, it's hard for me. I'm a nobody. And it'd be, it's hard for me to just think about getting up um, <clears throat> and going and serving, you know, our country. It's, it's, it's a bravery that I will never know. Like I, Andrew, I commend you. I, I, I told you, oh, I, I didn't tell you directly, but I said in that first episode that, you know, you and your courage, you're almost, you're a hero to me, not almost, but you're a hero to me because you, you got up and left the cushiness of uh, American society and you went and you served and you didn't have to, but you chose to. And I've always admired that about people. And that's why Pat Tillman, um, I think is so beloved today, beloved, you know, beloved today by people. I think he's in the same light as uh, we talked about Joe Delaney. Right. You know, there was a very promising career there. There has started something to butt out of it, but he did. They, both of these men did what they felt were right at that time and did not take football or money into consideration. Right. They took um, their other people's lives into consideration, their country, and what they felt that were right to do. And if anybody doesn't know the story of Joe Delaney, he drowned trying to save three children from a pond. Right. And yeah, so we, we've done an episode a long, yes. long, long time ago, yes. maybe two, three years ago. Uh, at this point, one but of our first ones. It was but, one of our first ones together. It absolutely was. Um, but you know, it, it it's it, it it is courageous. It is courageous to kind of go against the the grain. Um, you know, just go against what everybody expects of you. And 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 you know, I I grew up around it all the time. Anytime, anytime you make a decision, um, you know that that goes against comfort. People question it, and it's it's very, um, you know, exhausting. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that a lot of people probably don't want to hear, but some others might. And whether you love Colin Kaepernick or you hate Colin Kaepernick, he got out of his comfort zone to do what he did. Whether you agree with it or not, got out of his comfort zone and stood up for something that he believed in. And on the flip side of the coin, and this is why I always hate that people from two sides of the political spectrum put these two head to head, um, you know, again, as they're like martyrs for, for what should be, um, you know, it's, it's, it, he stood up and did something, you know, did something and, and, and did something out of the ordinary, um, a little bit more, I mean, I guess look, common to, to join the military enlist, but, 
um, again, to, to give up that lifestyle to go be, you know, in his eyes, a hero. And uh, he did it. So um, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of pressure. It's a, it's a lot of pressure to go and stand up against, you know, uh, what everybody wants and expects from you. And uh, it's, it's, it, it can be very admirable at times. So, yes. Um, so a little bit into his life. All right. He was born on November 6th, 1976 in California. Uh, the son of Mary and Patrick Tillman, Patrick, Kevin uh, Tillman. And uh, he's the oldest of three boys. Uh, he had a brother in Kevin in. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a tongue twister in a sense. So he's Patrick. He lived they, the two of the boys took their dad's first, second name, middle name. That's kind of cool in a way. I like it. Right. I don't know where Richard comes from, but uh, yeah. Um, Richard Tillman as the other two. And uh, he, com- he played competitive football. He went, what, what kind of middle school, Bret Hart middle school. All right. That's with an E though. It don't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't care. I want to go to Bret Hart middle school. That's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I got to look this up. I need to move into that school district. Um, and he's a writer and a poet. So oh. way different than the other Bret Hart. There's no sharpshooters in those guys. Stupid. Anyways. <laughs> uh, he did help lead uh, Leland High School to the Central Coast Division I football championship. And, uh, you know, he didn't always play. He didn't always play. He was kind of, uh, you know, he he mixed around a little bit. He, he loved baseball, but he didn't make the varsity team. And he just said, okay, well, I'm going to hone in on uh, just a football career then. What is what it is. It's tough. I, I, I was a three-sport athlete myself. You know, I, I had my one focus and everything else kind of supported it. And that's how it went. But uh, very nicely, he went and got a uh, he got a scholarship offer from Arizona State University for to play football. And um, yeah, very uh, emotionally driven guy from some of the things that, you know, I, he, he wrote in some of his personal journals that he like he, he valued friendship, which is cool. And this is this is what makes this decision like that more, like more difficult, right? He valued his friendships, his parents, his wife, and his family, and he drew strength from that. And uh, this it, it makes the story all the more heartbreaking. But um, killer GPA too. What's that? Killer GPA in college. Well, what, is it pretty good? Three three point eight five. Damn. And he graduated in three and a half years. That's really impressive. So good work, very good work ethic. Yes. Yeah, that was his whole plan was he was going to go. He was only going to play college football for four years, whether he got redshirted or not. He was going to go. He was going to do the four years and then move on to his next thing. And right. He, he didn't think he was going to be playing professional football. Interesting. And now pretty good. Um, he did get married right before he enlisted in the Army um, to his high school sweetheart, Mary who was obviously the uh, the rock of his, his life. I was very committed, faithful, and uh, I love to hear it. So that's pretty cool. Uh, moving out of college, 
started as uh, he was a linebacker at Arizona State in 1994. That sounds forever ago. Oh, I was three. <laughs> Just let's keep on reading. All right. Um, and he actually ended up scooping up the last remaining scholarship for the team. I'm not sure what the deal was. Obviously, pretty solid player in high school, but he ended up getting the last possible scholarship for the team. And he did really, really good. Uh, he was only five foot eleven, which yeah, linebackers. It's tough, right? I mean, what thick linebackers, you probably want like over six feet, right? Like six, three, four, right? Yeah, and the weight was probably a huge issue too, as well. But that's something in college you can get away with. Yeah. NFL, not so much. Not so much. And this is why there's such emphasis on taller players coming out of the draft. But, um, he was he was small. He was undersized, um, but obviously did pretty good. He is uh, as a junior. He, he played a big part in the team going undefeated that season. They uh, ended up making the Rose Bowl, which is pretty cool. Then ninety seven, he was voted the Pac ten Defensive Player of the Year, which is awesome. Um, he was named their MVP. Now I I don't really think of Arizona State as a football school. I actually don't know what. Actually, maybe I do. I don't know. I you don't hear too much about Arizona State. They were actually surprisingly good when they had pretty decent when they had Pat Tillman in 96 and they, uh, that's when Jake Plummer, Jake Plummer senior year. Mm. So Tillman and Plummer pretty much played together their whole entire football careers from college on only a little bit of gap between the two. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but yeah, he was there. He was their team MVP, which is really cool. Uh, academically, he majored in marketing, and like like Andrew said, three and a half years and out, three point eighty five GPA, which is phenomenal. And uh, got some academic honors: Clyde B. Smith Academic Award in ninety six, ninety seven, the Sporting News Honda Scholar Athlete of the Year ninety seven. And the 1998 Sun Angel Student Athlete of the Year, and he was inducted in the Pro Football, uh, sorry, College Football Hall of Fame posthumously um, in 2010, and also uh, in the Arizona, Arizona Sports Hall of Fame in 2018. So, pretty, uh, pretty cool. I wonder if that plays a part in why a lot of people want him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame which is a really sticky conversation. I don't think it should be. But it's the pro football Hall of Fame. Right. It's, College, obviously, that's where he, he succeeded and excelled at all day. So. so go for that for college. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people in the College Football Hall of Fame that are not in the Professional Football Hall of Fame, and I'm pretty sure there's some players in the Professional Football Hall of Fame that are probably not so much in the College Football Hall of Fame. Because it's you got to look at the name. If you're in the military, they they teach you attention to detail, and the detail is right there. Pro college, (laughs) right? There's a dividing thing. I think there is a dedicated area. Maybe I've been to the football pro football hall of fame a couple times now, (laughs) and there might be a I think there might be a dedicated area to him still. I think they do have like a military awards thing, but obviously not like in in like a a, a bust in the Hall of Fame. I I understand why that that shouldn't be. Uh, 
but all right. So on to the pros. He's he's through college, does really well for himself. And in the 1998 football NFL draft, he's selected 226th overall by the Arizona Cardinals. As we said, seventh round pick. And they uh, actually moved him over to the safety position and started uh, more than half of his games in his rookie year. Uh, Stat-wise, he did eh, not great. He didn't didn't have any picks. Uh, 73 combined tackles. He had a sack. You know, so. Not bad for a seventh-round pick. No. Not bad. You want, honestly, to be able to start if you're a seventh-round pick that is, you know, that's that's cool on its own. His agent told him when he got drafted. He said, "Okay, you got you got drafted. Go in there, play special teams. Just you know, be a special teams like captain. That that's what you're shooting for." And he said, "No, no, I'm not doing that." His agent, <laughs> I can't remember his agent's last name, but his first name was Frank. He's like, "I'm not doing that, Frank." He's like, "I'm going to be starting within eight games. Give me eight games, and I'm going to be starting." So, very determined guy. Very determined guy. Yes. And I, again, I admire the heck out of it. Um, I do. But uh, yeah, so he played all four years of his career with Arizona, which is pretty cool. Strong safety. Eventually he was a full time starter in 2000. He played a, uh, he started all 16 games had an interception. Um he had some fumble recoveries, 155 combined tackles. So he was starting to play well. But uh, I don't know if Aaron did Arizona want him in 2002. They with what for the Rams? The well, Rams yeah, thing? because the Rams offered him a contract, but he he declined out of loyalty to the Cardinals. The Cardinals wanted him, but he just wanted. He he went to the Rams. He did like a visit and everything. Okay. And then he called his agent and said, what, what are the Cardinals willing to give me? And he just picked the Cardinals. And the reason why he did that is because the Cardinals took a chance on him when nobody else was going to draft him. I see. Because I do believe the 226th pick is. It's seventh round. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's probably pretty deep in the seventh round. So. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, hey, let's get, oh, there was 241 picks total in that draft, but that was mostly comp. Yeah, and he was picked 226. Okay, so he was towards the end. Yeah. Uh, so well, was- very, very close towards the end. Um, so that's cool. I admire that. It's it's kind of cool that Arizona has, like, there's people that are super loyal to Arizona like that. Larry Fitzgerald is another one. Um, was another one who was super loyal to Arizona dude could have went anywhere he wanted and been a Super Bowl champion multiple times over. He chose to stay with Arizona, which was awesome. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he finished his career pretty well. It but he declined to come back in two thousand and two. Um, he uh, he okay. Oh, say so he's here. He yeah. He turned on a three point six million dollar contract over three years in the Cardinals to enlist in the army. So after September 11th is when he, uh, when he's like, okay, uh, I'm, we're going, it's time. So May 31st, 2002, him and his brother, Kevin actually enlisted. And uh, in September, they completed basic training together. 
and they were part of the uh, they played the Raiders assessment and selection program in late 2002 and were signed to the second Ranger Battalion in Fort Lewis, Washington. And uh, he resided in University Place. It's, uh, brought his wife there, and uh, before getting deployed to Iraq, and he was actually part of the initial invasion of Iraq. That Operation Iraqi Freedom. Again, whether you agree with us being over there or not, he put his life on the line to be there. September 03, he entered Ranger School at Fort Benning, Georgia, and graduated November 28, 2003. Um, then he eventually got sent to Afghanistan. And uh, this, I, I kind of remember this. So, 2004, April 2004, I was in. Jeez, don't even say it. I was in seventh grade. And I remember hearing about him because obviously, former NFL player. And he was getting a little bit more. Wait, this uh, was in April of 2004? When he got killed, yeah. What? Oh. Yeah. How do I? That's why I don't really remember it that much. Yeah, I was in third. Okay. Yeah, third or, not third grade. Jesus. Uh, seventh grade. <laughs> that was the end of my seventh grade year. My apologies. Um, oh, four, oh, five was eighth grade. Oh, five, oh, six was ninth. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was a big thing. Cause we used to watch the news every morning and, and, and just see it. And we're like, whoa, wow. It's this, this is crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty wild. They initially, the army initially, uh, said that Tillman and his unit were attacked. They were ambushed outside of, uh, the village of Spira. Uh, about 25 miles southwest of Kost, which is near the Pakistani border. And um, and things came out after, well after that. And it was, it was, it was a kind of, a, it was really a black guy um, on the military in a sense. It was, it was a cover-up. It was, a, it was a cover-up and his family was not happy. Um, he was killed by friendly fire, uh, but they didn't reveal this information until after he was buried um, after his military service, which is horrible, horrible, horrible. And I don't want to like, I don't want to discredit because obviously you, you know, you serve in the military. I don't want to just take a dump on it, but you got to admit, it's not a good look. When did the, okay. See, I was actually, I believe shipping or actually in boot camp. When this happened? On April 22nd, 2004. Really? So this is, so I really, really didn't start hearing about anything until it came out. So, all right. So I was not even in civilization because when you're in boot camp, they cut everything off. I remember getting excited because you have like drill instructors. Yeah. Marine Corps boot camp. And then you'll have certain guys that are just like in the Marines and they'll come in and teach you something. And sometimes they're kind of cool with you and you could ask them questions. It sounds horrible of like what's going on outside. And the one guy told us the premises to Spider-Man two. And we hung on every single one of his words as he <laughs> sat there for like 20 minutes. Telling Great movie. Great just movie. Telling us about Spider-Man two. And we just sat there. So that's how cut off of the world you are. So that's another big thing that you got to look into what you're talking about, creature comforts. 
is is that <laughs> is that we were more we were so excited just to hear spider-man 2 that's crazy great movie though great movie yeah. great video yeah. game at that too um so yeah, so you were I was always wondering, I don't know when you served, so I was always I was, wondering where it was in, in you know I was Iraq. I was Operation Iraqi Freedom the third phase into there. Okay. I gotcha. Um but uh yeah, just a lot of misfire and his family was super upset about it. You know, it, yeah, there was, they said there was, it was friendly fire due to intensity of the firefights, but uh, they, there's a lot of data that shows there were not even enemy combatants anywhere near them, which makes it even That's worse. Really it says wounds were consistent with an M16 rifle being fired from about 10 yards away. So that is, uh, that's, that close. Is, that's close. That's tragic. Um Obviously, I'm, we're not going to get the, deep, the 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 questioning of it. It's it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of you know stuff that we don't like to really focus on in this show. Um, but it is all very unfortunate stuff. There's a lot of investigating um, and a lot of news reports, which is all stuff you can find on the internet. It is not that um, um, you know not that difficult to find. You can find it easily um, with a quick Google search, but. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, it was a tragic ending to, uh, you know, a wonderful, just very brave life. Um, oh boy. And it was really cool. Uh, so Jake, one of the things that happened from this Jake Plummer, who, uh, he actually requested to wear a, uh, a decal for, for Pat Tillman through the entire 2004 season. Um, he was with the Broncos at this time, but uh, they, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, we know how the NFL is. Yeah. You know, we know how the NFL is with the uniform being uniform and stuff. He just wanted to do a tribute to his friend, uh, but yeah, they declined it and he actually ended up uh, growing a beard. He ended up growing a full beard and long hair in honor of Tillman. So, That's awesome. Uh, I felt so bad at that stuff. Yeah, I, I guess he had he had the long hair before uh, before he had to sh- cut it and shave it for the military. So uh, the Cardinals retired his number forty, as well as uh, Arizona State retired his forty two, uh, number forty two with the Sun Devils, and um, they actually sur- named the plaza surrounding their State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Pat Tillman Freeman Freedom Plaza, and they uh, they actually unveiled a. Uh, statue of Tillman is out there as well. So, and of course, ASU, uh, Arizona State University has uh, done a pretty good job of honoring him as well with uh, the Pat Tillman Memorial Tunnel and made a PT 42 patch, which they wore on the neck of the uniforms as a permanent feature, which is, uh, which is pretty neat. And of course, veteran center uh, amongst many other things. So uh, there's a Pat Pat's run, so like a like a 5k in a sense they had 5000 participants come out for the um the first one and it has grown since and the NFL has since donated a lot of money in honor of Pat Tillman for uh USO United Service Organizations and the Pat Tillman USO Center all that stuff um Pac10 like a lot of a lot of like neat 
stuff came out of this Pac-10 conference. They renamed their Defensive Player of the Year award to the Pat Tillman Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and uh, and yeah, so I, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff I could I could read on, but um, but uh, yeah, good man, good very good man. Um, uh, some of the stuff is tough to read. Like I'm skimming through some of these notes and shit. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like it's horrible that his, you know, and I can't believe people criticize him for it. That's what I think bothers me the most for joining. Yeah. For leaving football behind for it. He did what he thought he had to do. That's all that matters. I mean, it's one of those things where people actually, you no matter what, but was the only vote for the Cardinals to play after September 11th. Really? And he told the guy that led the vote, nobody is going to dictate. He or he is not going to let those people dictate what he does in his life. That's amazing. That was like the huge thing. Like I found out some interesting things. The army actually wanted to do just kind of a tour with him. Right. Like he could join a I, the only thing that I could think that came to mind, and this is me relating things to pop culture once again, is like in Captain America, the first Avenger, when he, they just send him on like that Bonds USO tour type thing where he just talks to soldiers and stuff. He doesn't see anything just to keep him safe. Right. And if, um, I don't even know how to say that, but if he would have came back from Afghanistan, that would have been his last tour. Because uh, NFL GMs, especially Bob Ferguson for the Seattle Seahawks, found a loophole that would let him get out of his military contract. And he could have left after his tour of Iraq, but he said he'd go on one more tour. He'd do one more tour of duty. And teams that were interested were the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Rams. Interesting. So he, he did not even have to go back for a second tour. And he did himself. Right. Man, good on him. Good on him. Wish he was still here to tell the tale. Um, yeah. Wish you would have got to see a little bit more. But that is it for Mr. Pat Tillman. All right. Nice, uh, pretty simple, easy look at his career, um, his life and career. Again, you can dive deep and you can get lost in rabbit holes on Google if you want to. If you I mean, if you really want to so um but that's it that is it andrew do you know who you want to do next week yes i'm gonna go with a little uh, kind of like a can't get boyd anything for his birthday but you know what we can do because this is also an interesting story of a man serving in the military and be pretty darn good in the nfl let's go with a rocky blyer rocky blyer of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there you go, Boyd. <laughs> Stop saying his damn name every five seconds, whatever we mentioned the number 20 years. <laughs> oh boy. So all right. Rocky Blyer. That's who we're honing in on next week. Um, in conclusion of our month. So uh thank you so much for tuning in. On behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, spot.